All right, so I'm excited. We're kicking off a new series today. Those of you who are here, uh, we're kicking off a new series entitled Love Like Jesus, okay? Love Like Jesus, a heart for the people. I, I believe that this is something, or it's going to be a message that pivots our whole year um, on what God wants to do through us as Anchor Chapel. And as we continue to reach our communities and exactly where we're planted, I believe it's going to change your life, it's going to allow you to look at your uh, occupation, your relationships, and your life totally different because you're going to begin to look at it from a purview that Jesus has. So um, to let you know what this series is basically about, the month of February is a month that we have designated to love, to love. It's the love month. But why is still the love month? It is also a month that is designated to the history of African Americans and how we ended here. These are both near and dear to my heart because if you haven't noticed, I am a black man in America, <laughs> really black man in America. Uh, and I have the privilege of having a loving family, a loving church in a city that I'm madly in love with. This is a series that will focus on how the human experience should be one should be one experience through the loving embrace of Jesus. That the human experience should be experienced through the loving embrace of Jesus. Everyone. That's why our 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 mission and you see it on the walls outside. Hope for how many souls? Every soul, it doesn't matter. And all of them should experience this love through the lens of Jesus. And so we're going to use this series to teach people about the loving embrace of Jesus so we can love like Jesus. No matter our ethnicity, no matter our socioeconomic makeup, no matter our level of education, no matter uh, where we come from, no matter which side of the tracks you're from, no matter your last name, no matter if you know all the Christianese words, as Michelle say, no matter if you know the right hallelujah, it does not matter. No matter if even if you've done some things that you don't even want to talk about. If it was put on the screen, you'll be so embarrassed. You'll duck under the seats. I'm here to tell you that no matter who you are, Jesus loves you where you are. Jesus loves you where you are. Our scripture reference and our launching point will be Ephesians chapter five, verses one through two. It says this, therefore be imitators of God. Be imitators of God as beloved children. Imitators of God as beloved children. And do what? Walk in. And walk in. As Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. A fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Walk in love. I want to open up with this quote from Joyce Myers. She said, God's unconditional love is a very difficult concept for people to accept because in the world, there's always payment for everything we receive. But God is not people. <laughs> I love that. God is not people. We need to understand that, hey, that there is no payment that you can give for God to love you more. What if I told you your behavior will not cause God to love you more or less. 
He loves you so much. He knew right now. He knew last night what was going to go down. He knew what was happening. He, he knew what's going to happen tonight. He knows what's going to happen. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. But he also Beta, Gamma, Delta, Elta, Epsilon, Zeta, Eta, Theta, Ola, Kappa, Lepa. He's all that stuff in the middle. He is God, and he knows exactly what will take place, but he still went to Calvary's cross because he loved you. That's the difference between us and all these other world denominations and world religions is that we have a God that loves us in spite of us, not because of us. And if you like me and you're honest with yourself, I know I'm not easy to love. fired. Um, because we live in a transactional society, though, we process the way we love through transactional lenses. Can I stop and talk to my committed for life, my married people? A lot of us say, oh, I can't, you know, whenever we do counseling, it's normally because the transaction went bad. It's never because they fell out of love. It's because I didn't, I'm not getting in return what I say I'm putting in. But that's because we have this preconceived notion that I only can love you because of what you deposit. But can I love you for you? Can I care for you the way you are? Let, Let me talk to those of you who name the name of Jesus and call yourself a Christian. Why is it that we want the world to capitulate to who we are before we love them? We want the fish to clean themselves, fillet themselves, and put themselves in the oil. That's not what we're supposed to do. Y'all just got hungry, really hungry. Oh, Lord. For some et fill on top. Oh. <laughs> I can't have it, I know. But it's fine. But it's transactional. We can't be transactional. This has caused the depreciation of the power of love in our culture. Love has lost its luster. As children of God, we exist to teach the world simply to love like Jesus. 2020 exposed the heart of many believers. It exposed that we only could love you if you ascribe to my political party. Y'all, this, this is going to be a tough series. Whew. Either it's going to grow to church or grow individuals. I don't know <laughs> what happened, but I got to say what the Lord told me. We've learned that we only could love when we understand the other ethnicity. Instead of having the empathy of Jesus. We, we, we learn in 2020 that we only could love if I agree with your ideology as it relates to your medical history. Wow. We've learned that if you are not as evangelical as I am, apparently you don't love the same Jesus I love. 2020 exposed that love was very conditional. Yeah. <laughs> And we lost friends, we lost families, we've lost, we lost people, we, we had to leave churches, we, we had to leave jobs, we had to leave all these things because we begin to divide ourselves along lines that God never meant for us to divide ourselves on because we identify love based off our prejudiceness, our pre-perception to judge off my preference. So I only could love you if you fit my preference. But in our text today, Paul tells us to be imitators of God, not imitators of whoever sits in the White House. 
He tells us to be imitators of God, not imitators of the person that did the cleverest post on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever. He told us to be imitators of God. The word imitators here is mimites in the Greek where we get our English word to mimic from. It means to mimic, to mimic. And let me define mimic. I'm a definition guy. Mimic means this, to copy or imitate closely, especially in speech, expression, and gesture. Let me say that again. To copy, say copy. We have to copy God or we imitate closely, especially in our speech, expression or gesture. So if I ostracize someone based off my preference, am I imitating God? Wow. Am I being an imitator of God? No. If my speech is so off-putting to someone that I, I, I may not uh, that may not understand me, and they're not feeling drawn closer to me, am I really being an imitator of God? We're so prideful. It's going to be tight, but it's right. We're so prideful. We think God ought to mimic us, then we ought to mimic God. And so we have to represent God to our generation. Anchor, that's why we exist. We're representing God in our generation. We, we are here to allow people to see the real Jesus. Not a Jesus that a, that a culture has warded and, and, and made him something else. But he is a God that loves us. We must study the word of God. That's something that we don't like doing anymore. We must study the word of God and see how he expressed his love for the world. We cannot just turn to our favorite. Uh, what are we going to do now that Dr. Phil retired? <laughs> <laughs> Cosmo, I don't even think they print that anymore. So you can't find seven ways to love in Cosmo anymore. I mean, it, we can't just run to Oprah to learn how to, if you put love in the universe. <laughs> Y'all love me? Yeah. I got to tell the truth, guys. I'm sick of seeing love get a bad rap. Because it's, it's doing damage to the kingdom of God. But we have to study the word and see how he loved us and expressed his love. Watch this for the world world. Here's a statement. Apart from God, we cannot properly love anyone. I tell this story all the time in our marriage meeting about my wife and I. One day I threatened to cheat on her years ago. Threatened. I wasn't going to do it. It was a joke. It was a bad joke. Men don't ever do it. And she didn't budge. And so I left the house like I was going to do it. But while, and I come back and she sleeps. She didn't move. She didn't call me. She didn't check on me. Jerk. <laughs> didn't check on me or anything. Didn't text me like, when you coming home, baby? Uh, you know, I'm like, that would have made me feel good. You know, like, hey, hey, got her. No, I get home and she's snoring. I get in the bed. She put a hand on me like this. And I just jumped up and said, what? <laughs> and I said, I told you I was going to cheat on you. She said, no, you love God too much to cheat on me. That is 
the epitome of all of our relationships. She was like, it's not that you love me that much. It's you love the father too much to not love me that much. All of our relationships should be built on that. We have to love God so much that when people see us, they'll be like, you will not hurt me. You will not try to offend me. You will not walk out on me. You will not lie on me. You will not cheat on me because you love God too much, especially if you say you're a Christian. That's how we love like Jesus. Is that the testimony when people think about you? Just say, ouch. 1 John 4, 7 and 8, which was one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. I say that every week because all of them are my favorite. Uh, it says this, beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because what? Because what? In these two verses sum up to how we ought to behave as believers. Beloved, let us love one another. Why? Because love is from... Remember our statement, apart from God, you can't truly love people. You can't truly see into their life. You won't be able to worship. If you can't worship God passionately, you can't love others compassionately. It doesn't go hand in hand. And so that's why he says all the law and the prophets are wrapped up in these two. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so if you cannot love the Lord thy God with all your heart, how are you going to love your neighbor? How are you going to love someone that, that disagrees with you ideologically? How are you going to love someone that disagree with you on, on certain social issues? I can disagree with someone socially and we still can go have a sandwich. For all my people 35 and older, y'all remember that movie Lean On Me? I love when Joe Clark and, his, and Benson... <laughs> See, that's, that's 40 and older right there, yeah, Benson. But they were hanging out together, and, 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 and they were in the school board meeting, and he chews Joe Clark out, and then after he chews him out, he says, now let's go have lunch. He didn't say, I'll never talk to you again. He says, yes, we disagreed on this one thing, but now we are still in relationship together because love is stronger than my argument. We have to understand that as a church, but what we've done is we've ostracized the world because they don't know what we know. And they won't receive what we know because they can't receive the love that you don't have. Do you love broken humanity? Do you love people that, that may have an alternative lifestyle? Do you love people that may not know the God that you know and may be living a life that is disrespectful in your eyes? Do you love them? I'm not telling you do you fellowship with them, but I'm saying do you love them? Listen to me, anchor. We have to begin to have eyes to see the brokenness in our world and know that the only way they're going to get life is we love them back yeah. to life. Paul also gives us a reason to love ourselves by showing us we have a father who gives us value as his children. You may have walked in this place today and feel like you didn't have value. Because you know who you are. I've been there. I've been there. 
where I devalue my own life. I try to commit suicide several times. Thank God for Donovan stopping me a few times. I've been there where I feel like, you know, I'm no good. I may as well just check out. The world won't miss me. It ain't good. I've been there when I was preaching. <laughs> Pastoring. The enemy still messes with my mind sometimes. Like, you're not good enough. You're not. Eh, what, what are you doing? What? Oh, the pastor just said he. Yes. Yes. I have mental problems sometimes where the enemy speaks to my mind and try to lie to me and tell me things. And I have to encourage myself, Michelle. That's what you were saying. Being transparent with yourself. I have to be honest that sometimes I don't love myself. And you may have walked in here and you didn't love yourself, but I'm here to tell you, you're God's children. Look at this and take a picture of this. I'll write this down. Until you learn to love yourself, you will not be able to love others. Love yourself as yourself. Matthew 22, 37 through 39 says this. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your mind. This is the first and greatest commitment. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as your. Self. As your. Self. So when you read stuff in context, how it comes alive. Could it be you can't love others because you have yet to look in the mirror and go, I love you. In all your mess, not glory. With everything you done messed up, I love you. And you be looking at yourself like, boy, I love you. You know what I'm saying? You're a bad man. Now it's easy to love other people. Let me stop and pause right here because I feel Holy Spirit resting right here. You're a child of God regardless. You can never misbehave your way out of being his child. Thank you. The father is waiting for his children to acknowledge him. He is standing. I have this thing. When you feel God is far away, guess who moved? It's like a child moving out your house and saying, my parents don't love me. No, you left. My address still the same. Come on. And God loves you exactly who you are but the world is eager to see what true love is the world is eager to see true love and we as the children of God can shine that love but look at this as you can see here's a quote love is a, a fundamental of our Christian life everything we do must be done from the posture of love whether it's an outreach, we have a group of men, we're getting ready to leave uh, tomorrow morning to go to Mexico. We're going down there because we love. We're going to work with Pastor Enrique and him because we have love. It's, it's bigger than us. It's bigger than that. And we're going to hang out and, and, and find out how we can get together. Then this summer, we're taking a bigger mission trip down there. Why? Because of love. Why uh, the twins, again, just went out and, and did fill the teacher's lounge next door? Why? Because we 
love them. We're, we're making sure that we do things out of love. Everything we do at Anchor, we do it because we love people, not because we want followers or likes on TikTok or Instagram. There's a lot of stuff that we do as a church that you will never see on social media. It's not my goal. It's not our goal. I mean, that's not the goal. We, we can be out there every time tragedy happens with our camera, like Newsline 9. Two is on your side. Anchor's doing stuff. And, and we come out and pastor walk past with the thumb up. No, we, if we're going to do things, did you know your church sent water to Jackson? Was it all over the world? Was it printed everywhere? No. Don't you know we're still working with the church in Jackson? Don't you know we pay for missionaries to go to other countries? Why, why wouldn't we do that? Because it's about love. It's not about fame. I mean, we can do it. I mean, I can change one thing right now and tell our creative pastor, hey, man, look, I need you to capture everything. Put it online. Let them know what we're doing. People come from everywhere to see what we're doing. And he's good at it. He's he good at capturing stuff. He's good at it. But it's not about that. It's about love. Everything we do must be from the posture of love. Write this down and take a picture. We are not called to be an exclusive club, but we are called to be a place that extends the love of Jesus to the world. We're not an exclusive club. There's no goal card. <laughs> Besides you saying I love Jesus. Because as Pastor Everett said, membership has its benefits. Come on. <laughs> membership has its benefits. And we need to make sure that we're not an exclusive club because everyone could be a member. Everyone, rich, poor, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, it don't matter. Big hair, no hair. <laughs> beard, no beard. <laughs> Man, you can be here. Why? Because John 3.16 gives us a fundamental. It says, for God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. Why is it that we adopt this text as a internal text for people that are already in church. This is a missional text. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That word world right there is the word cosmos, which means every created thing, every created thing. Let me say it again. Every created thing in the universe. That's the homosexual. That's the thief. That's the robber. That's the adulterer. That's the idolater. That's the, come on. That's every created thing in the world. Who did he not die for? Who did he not die for? And who are you to tell them he did not die for them? And how can he believe if they did not hear? 
So don't be selfish and bottle up what you know. What you get today, I need you to go out and love like Jesus. I need you to get out of here, bust the door, kick out the door. You should be fired up. I'm going to love like Jesus. I'm going to find someone. I'm going to find where they at, where they at, where they find them. I'm going to have it on my mind. I'm going out in the community. If I see, I see somebody we, 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 everywhere I go, I'm telling y'all, I'm, I'm looking. I'm not going to end the conversation without saying, hey, how about you check out Anchor? Because I believe love is in the house. I believe that when you pull up, someone's going to love on you like you've never been loved before and you're going to experience the love and it's not love that the world has, it's love that Jesus has for you. You're going to get hugged, Three or four times, we the hugging church, not the thugging church, but we can be thugging. Mess with the right one. They ain't there yet. We working on them. It's called discipleship. Discipleship. It's, it's, <laughs> he not just working in, he working on now. He working on. And it's the ones you don't think will cut you. <laughs> <laughs> Got their hey dudes on cutting people in here, man. I mean, just crazy. Some Crocs on, just cutting folk. But we have a habit of deciding who's the ones that need the love of Jesus because of our own biases. But this is not being imitators of God. We're not being imitators of God. Look at this statement, write it down. We don't get to select our neighbor. But we must love the neighbor that God has allowed to be in our sphere of influence. We don't get to select them. It's not like when you go buy a house, you're like, oh, I wonder how the neighbors are. Oh, I'm not moving here. The neighbors are bad. No, it's whoever comes into your sphere, your, your, the gravitas of your Christianity. Whoever enters that sphere, you're responsible to show them Jesus. Yeah. Let me say that again, because y'all think it's the pastor's job. Oh, they just ordained nine new pastors. They're going to do some things. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. They're here to help you use your sphere of influence to win the loss. That's the goal. See, we have this thing wrong. You've, you've, you've made us pastors too important. Guess who I am when I'm at Top Golf? Guess who I am when I'm in the grocery store? A disciple of Jesus, just like you. I don't go around. I don't, my first name is not Pastor. As a matter of fact, most times people don't find out I'm a pastor till later. They'll come back and be like, "So I hear you're a pastor." I'm like, "Yeah, I am." By the way, that's what I do. But I'm a follower of Jesus first. And so I live my life as a follower of Jesus, not a pastor. Come on. Pastor is me motivating you to live your life as a follower of Jesus, which means that when I see someone broken, I'm going to show them love and I'm going to love them back to life. And I believe I have the answer to the world's problems. The concept apparently 
limited to the uh, Old Testament period in late Judaism to one's fellow Israelite or member of the covenant and extended by Jesus, including uh, anyone encountered in life. This is who the neighbor is. Is it a concept that is not just limited to Old Testament? It is people who come into your life that you establish covenant with. And let, let, let me help you understand covenant. Uh, when they talk about covenant, it was always in blood. It was always in blood. And when Jesus shed his blood, he shed his blood once and for all, for all, right? And so if we receive the covenant of Jesus and that covenant flow once and for all, for all, guess who I'm in covenant with? Come on, you could deduce it. Come on, it's all people. Who did he not shed his blood for? I know some people like to make you think that it's only the elect. It's only a certain amount of people. It's only 144,000 people. I know you like to think that, but no. He died that we all would have the opportunity to say, I need Jesus. We all have to have that. And that's how we begin to love like Jesus. So let me pose a question right here. Who's not worthy of the love of Jesus? Come on up, team. Who do you know? Who have you experienced? Who have you encountered that's not worthy of the love of Jesus? Well, pastor, he, he, he cheated on his wife. Well, pastor, she cheated on her husband. Well, pastor, he, he, he's on drugs. And, and, and pastor, she, she, she's on drugs. And, and, and just, they, they won't come to church. And they just sit at home and they're not following Jesus. They're living alternative lifestyles with the LGBTQT plus all these communities. And, and they, they, who is not worthy of the love of Jesus? As we go through this series, we're going to understand that when you love Jesus, there's some things that do change. But it doesn't change until you understand your love. We try to get it differently. If you change, you'll get the love. My married people, my single people, my saving victorious every day, stop trying to get people to change before they understand they're loved. I want my, if my wife can change, I'll love her more. No, you need to love her right now. You need to love him right now. Rules without relationship produce rebellion. And if you do not fundamentally develop your relationship, you're going to always have rebellion in every relationship. You're going to push more people away from Jesus. I, I, guys, I love the church and I love everything about church. Listen, I am a church boy. I love this opportunity that we have to come and gather and, and get together but it's been disappointing over the last well the end of 2019 going into whatever but watching the church be more offensive than embracive 
who's been hurting. Watching people who was on fire for Jesus now deconstruct their faith. Does that bother you? Does that hurt? Does that break your heart that there are friends you used to have passionate conversations about the love of Jesus? Now they don't even want to talk about Jesus with you. Oh, here we go again with this. Oh, we got we to do this again. No, it's because we've been doing a poor job of representing the love of Jesus. We need to do a better job. So here's three ways to love like Jesus. Who want to know these three ways? Number one, ask the Father, ask for the Father's heart for the world. All created things. When you're in prayer, you should stop and go, God, give me your heart for the world. Give me your heart for broken humanity. Give me your heart for my community. Give me your heart for that loved one that walked out on me. Give me your heart for the people that are lying on me. Give me your heart for my coworker. Give me your heart for my boss. Give me your heart, God, for the things that break your heart. Let me lock, walk lockstep to the cadence of your heart, oh God. And wherever that leads me, I'll march in with the love, the blood-stained banner of Jesus waving over my head, which is the banner that screams love. Imitate what God has modeled through his word. Imitate what God has modeled through his word. The second way you love like Jesus is, accept that you are loved, and therefore you have love to give. Accept that you are loved. Some of you might be fighting with that right now. It's fine. I'm loved. I'm loved. Yes, you are. I'm talking to you. Yes, lolly daddy, I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking to you. You are loved. Well, pastor, I was abused at a young age. Well, pastor, people mishandled me at a young age. That, I'm sorry that that happened to you, and I mean that with the bottom of my heart. But God wants to take your tragedy and use it for triumph. If he loved me so much, why did I have to go through the pain? Because somebody else needed to know that he can love you through the pain. He loves you enough to let you still exist, to share your testimony about how the love of God still invaded that broken space that was ripped from you when your innocence were taken away from you. Well, pastor, my spouse just walked out on me and I did everything I could to make sure it worked. How did he love me through that? Because you fought for it to the very end. And you can tell people the same way I fought for my marriage is the same way Jesus is fighting for you. <laughs> he's gonna fight for you and he's gonna fight for you because he loves you and so now you have love to give. Say that, say I have love to give. You are not unlovable. But Jesus loved you enough to die for you. You're not unlovable. You are not unlovable. Do you hear my heart? Do you hear me online? You are not unlovable. And the last one is this. Do not shut out the unlikable people in your life, but allow the love of Jesus to flow to all. You can sit here and act like you like everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, there are people I, I, <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. That telephone ring, you're like, oh. They D 
in me again. The door knock. You're like, shh, everybody get on the floor. Get on the floor. (laughs) Hey, man, you want to go out to dinner? Oh, we got to go out to dinner with them again. No, don't shut them out. Y'all, sin makes me sick too, but I'm a sinner. I'm like Paul, I'm the chief amongst them all. (laughs) Ooh, y'all like, what? The pastor said what? The Bible said all that said and fell short of the glory of God. I probably sinned on my way to church. Well, it's driving too fast. But the truth is, does that make me unworthy of his love? Everyone needs the love of Jesus, and you can give it. So in conclusion, we must seek out the heart of God for the people all around us. Therefore, there cannot be a separation of our heart from the heart of God. But we must let that compassion shine through us. We cannot separate our heart from the heart of God, but we have to let the compassion shine through us. This is an understanding we have to have. If you didn't hear anything from me this morning, hear this. He loves you and you have love to give. That's how we love like Jesus. He loves you and you have love to give. Can you imagine Messiah on the cross? Come on, everyone stand to your feet. Messiah on the cross and for the first time in his life, he felt separated from the Father. And he's, Eli, Eli, lama hadabaktini. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But he didn't pull himself off the cross. He stayed there. Why? Because for God so loved the world. Touch yourself and say the world. We have to view people through the lenses of that. We love like Jesus. We love till it hurts. We love till it hurts. Is this journey this month going to be easy? No. It's going to cost you something. It costs Jesus his life. Husbands, are you willing, according to Ephesians chapter 5, wives, are you willing, according to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, to give your life up for one another? Are you willing to do that? If not, you're selfish. You don't love. (laughs) Just, ooh. Being honest. Parents, are you willing to love your kids enough not to provoke them, but love them? church do you see broken humanity enough that you're not just want to be in the safety of your Christian church that you're willing to take the Christian church to a broken world when we walk out those doors church don't end it really just starts it's now time to stop going to church and start being the church And let the love of God flow through us in our communities. Amen? So every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to pray for you.
You may be here today and you are, I'm going to make a few calls here. Number one, you feel like you're one of those unlikable people that, man, there's no way Jesus can love me. You may be watching online and you say, there's no way Jesus can love me. And I want to tell you, he does. And he loves you just the way you are. If you're here and you say, man, I, I just want to receive that love. I want you to just raise your hand right where you are. You want to receive that love. Thank you. I see you. Thank you. I see you. I see you also. Thank you. Get those hands high. Yeah. I see you. Don't be shy, Shane. I see you too. Yes. You can put your hands down. Secondly, you may be here and you don't even know who Jesus is, but you want to make him your Lord and Savior this morning. You want to receive him as Lord and Savior. Well, that same thing, when I say love, what I'm saying is he died that you will not perish, but you will have everlasting eternal life in the bliss of his presence. And he did it just for you. You're not beyond restoration. You're not beyond reconciliation. You're not beyond being a part of this family. He wants to have you in to where you can call him Father, Abba, Father, by the spirit of adoption. And if that's you, we're going to pray a prayer together. And then at the end, you can either fill out a connect card, let us know you made that decision, and we'll walk with you. And then we're asking, if you make that decision, you take the next step in obedience, which is baptism. You can sign up for baptism. But let me pray for all you guys. Everyone lift your hands in this place. Father, I pray now. God, for those I saw the hands go up around the room, all around the room and online also, God, that they feel like the love has escaped them. But Father, I pray now, God, that as I shared this glorious gospel of love, that they'll understand that he loves them too much to leave them where they are. And he loves them too much to leave them like they are. But God, he's invade their heart, oh Father. Father, I pray, God, that they feel the love when they enter into their cars, when they go into their homes, when they go into their jobs, that they feel the love of Jesus, oh God, and that their lives be elevated because of this love, and let that love reverberate through their lives and land on others, that others may know Jesus, the hope of the world, to find purpose and freedom and know that there is hope for every soul. Now, everyone say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I love you. Come into my heart. I give you my life. I lay down my old life. I declare today that I'll live for you. I'll love like you. I'll reach like you. And I'll teach like you. My life is yours. And I call you my father and my Lord. In your name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Come on, give God the best praise that you have. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this message. If you'd like to learn more about Anchor Chapel or support our ministries, you can visit anchorchapel.com or follow us on social media at Anchor Chapel. Have a great week.